Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Peak and Flow podcast. Today I'm going to talk about your role in anxiety, our role in anxiety, our own personal role in anxiety. And there's there's so much power to this. And the reason being is that there is so much messaging around that anxiety is out of your control. It just happens to you and there's nothing you can kind of do about it, right? You can just do a couple of uh, hints and tips and tricks to relieve the symptoms of anxiety. Now, I'll caveat this with saying that I'm fully aware that each person's experience of this would be different, right? They have their own version. It's not about going, don't do this and you need to do this as, you know, unclear as, as, as that may sound, what this is about is pointing to going, how am I creating this? What role am I playing in my own anxious experience? That's the power. And that's where the power lays because I can't control what happens outside of me. There's this trigger, so I avoid the triggers. No, what's the trigger on behalf of? Why is that the response, right? So let's get into it. So anxiousness is absolutely felt in the body for sure there's this sort of thinking this self-rumination this thinking about thinking this overthinking and then it's a sick feeling commonly in the body for a lot of people this can be crippling it's can be overwhelming there's a whole range of words that we can use for anxiousness or anxiety right one of the challenges and in today's society that sort of perpetrates this as well is that we absolutely objectify anxiety. Even, even you know, within our, the language that we're using, in our language, it can sound something like uh, anxiety, you know, it just takes over. Like, I can't do anything. It just takes over me. Uh, it's crippling. It's all these things. And these are actually, with all good intentions, they're still quite under-responsible. I'm not saying that the person isn't experiencing exactly what they're saying. I believe they are. And I'm not saying that this will fix any form of anxiety either. That's not what this is saying whatsoever. What it's saying is that when we objectify something, when we turn something that we have an influence on into something that's just we have no influence whatsoever, we fundamentally take it out of our power and we are just at will to whenever the trigger occurs and we get anxious. Some people get anxious because they don't feel anxiousness. They're so used to feeling anxious that when they're not anxious, that makes them anxious, so they start to feel anxious. What's the mental strategy that we are running that plays a role in this? I've seen countless times throughout the years, somebody would be get anxious and they go, I go exercise whenever I'm anxious. I'm anxious. Well, that's actually probably the correct language. Whenever I feel anxious or I get anxious or anxiety or whatever the case might be. Now, how this works right? Moving our body is going to be absolutely fundamental to a healthy mind, for sure. What it doesn't do, it doesn't teach you how to understand the structures of your mind, how you structure your thinking, how the thoughts and your feelings about your thoughts and your thoughts about those feelings about the thoughts play a role in how you're making meaning about the current moment, right? And so, our ability, yes, to move and to, to do that with our body and get the most out of our body and get moving is so crucial, but it's absolutely understanding the structures of our own mind and how we make meaning, neither good nor bad, right, positive nor negative, how we make meaning that will fundamentally lead us to long-term shift and change on our views of anxiousness. But first, 
this is what can so commonly happen. People get anxious, so they exercise. And they, they flog themselves, right? They, they, they train so hard that they basically push themselves into this fight or flight space. Now, when they're in this fight or flight space, it's their nervous system, <laughs> whether you're being chased or whether you're just going for a run, the body doesn't know too much difference. There is a little bit of difference, but you're in this fight or flight space. You're not in your head. Because you're running from a threat, almost almost figuratively, right? Almost literally, you're running from a, from a threat. And so, when we, can, when we can exercise on behalf of what we can do with our body, rather than exercising to get away from something, that's when our life can change. That's, that's when you can see the same behavior, but with a different intent. So fundamentally different, right? The same behavior, but a different intent. People are not just objects to observe. We are also subjects to interpret. The difficulty is that interpretation is subjective in nature, which means it's hard to actually have frameworks and ground it, especially in empirical science, because we're looking in it, not at it, right? We're not looking at it. We're having to interpret and understand it and in it. And because that's murky and not clear, not black and white... People can struggle with it, but it is your own mind. The deeper that you get to meet yourself, the deeper you get to meet everyone else. And exercise has its role, yes, but it is not the role. We have this this mental difficulty, so we go have a physical solution. It won't work long term. If you have a physical solution that maps across with a mental solution as well, then we're on the right path. It's not mind over matter or matter over mind in that case. It is mind and matter. When we can take both of those, that's when we see real long-term change. And tools or frameworks that the individual can take with them and use forever, right? Because you can't always exercise when you feel anxious. It's not possible. And so if that's your only coping, hear the word coping mechanism, coping strategy, then you're not actually dealing, right? Because it's, it's, it's a way someone copes with it as opposed to a way that they understand it. Hang on a second, I'm getting anxious again. What's this about? It's very, very different. It's information. Emotion, energy, emotion is information for the body. So when we feel anxious, that's just information. When we can explore that with this non-judgmental curiosity, then this is where we truly get to be able to really get leverage on how we're thinking, feeling, and physically showing up. As soon as we go exercise, so commonly we distract ourselves, right? Lose traction on on where it's actually coming from and just simply put us in a, ourselves in a space where we're just working and panting so hard that we can't think about the things and the meaning structures we've made about why we might be anxious in the first place. So this is the challenge that when we make it objective, when we make it something that's out of our influence, and I'm saying influence, not control, very deliberately, but out of our influence then it will continually happen to us. We want to be able to go, what is the role I'm playing in this experience I'm having right now? We can't always, well, you're welcome to, but good luck. Blame it on the environment. Blame it on other people, right? I had a phone call with a very dear loved one and they said, you, you give me anxiety. I'm like, I didn't say it. But in my head, I'm like, I don't have any anxiety to give you. You get anxious when you call me based upon what you think I'm going to respond with. That's not me. I'm not doing that. 
Now, there may be people in your life that respond a particular way that trigger that, and maybe they do that on purpose. So that's something that you yourself have to go, is this the type of relationship that I want to continually and and interact with and honor and acknowledge in my life, or is it time for me to, to just grow and let them do what they do? Because when I set a boundary in a relationship, I'm not just setting it for me, I'm setting it for them. I teach people how to treat me by the way I treat me and by the way I treat them. It's really crucial. So, let's look at our role. Well, commonly there's this external uh, external stimulus, external trigger, for lack of a better word. And then we will start to go uh, observe that through our senses, visual, auditory, whatever it may be. And then we have a thought about that external event. And then commonly we will have a feeling about that thought. And then commonly have a thought about that feeling about that thought. This is what's known as a metastate in, in Michael Hall, Dr. Michael Hall's body of work. Now, the power of metastating is that it's actually leading to what's really a, what's called a higher frame or a belief, right? That's kind of running that. So commonly as a person, thought, feeling, thought, feeling, thought, feeling, they end up getting to this, this high frame belief that's running how they're physically showing up in that moment or going to react to that moment, which actually has nothing to do with that moment anymore. It's to do with their thinking and feeling about that moment, right? But a lot of us are not aware of this. We just go, that trigger happens and then I'm out of control, so I need to control the environment, right? Because I'm out of control. I don't know how to control my reaction to this moment, but I know how to control the environment, so I just won't go into it because I don't know how to control myself, so I control the things outside of me. When it's actually learning to understand myself, like, why am I responding like this? Because there's been examples for people. Like, the gym's a perfect example. When they first come, they go, oh, this makes me really anxious. The gym gives me anxiety. And then all of a sudden, they, six, nine months later, they're like, oh, fuck me. The gym's run out of anxiety. That's crazy. It didn't run out of anxiety. You changed the meaning to it. You felt more comfortable to it. What happened on the inside that gave you a different result on the outside? And it's when we can actually ground this into frameworks and understandings that allow us to just get major leverage in our life. Powerful leverage. We're choosing how we're showing up now. We're conscious of the things that that give us a deeper indication of what's going on for ourselves. I've told this story before. I'll tell it again. I posted a, a meme meme on Instagram at some point, and it simply just said, "Every frustration that we have about someone else can lead us to a deeper understanding of ourselves." And I had someone respond saying, um, "How?" And I'm not going to do that work for them. I said, "How what?" And they said, how does being frustrated at someone lead you to understanding yourself deeper? I'm like, where's the frustration? The frustration is here. It's in me about that out there. So I can tell the environment or the people around me to change. But what I'm not doing is changing. I'm going, I can't control myself. I don't know how I'm doing this. But I do know when you don't act like that, then I don't get like this. So don't act like that. Can you hear that? As opposed to going... I don't want to show up like this anymore. I'm done with this older version. Why does this keep happening? Why am I doing it? And asking from that non-judgmental, curious standpoint. And if you ask questions, you've got to genuinely want to know the answer because the answer might not be comfortable. But it's not comfortable long-term in continually getting the environment around you to change just so you don't feel uncomfortable. This is, this is growth. This is the uncomfortableness of it. That's the beauty of it. It is absolutely beautiful. Like, I'm not sure what, else, what other word to use. 
but this is the growth. And the more that we understand the meanings we're making, right? The thoughts about the feelings, thoughts, the feelings about the thoughts, etc., about any particular go- uh, moment, we ourselves get to grow. And I remember early on in my business when I had some really big um, business fallouts, I was like, I'm not going to blame them for this because if I blame them, I don't get to. T- I, I don't. I can't blame them and, and take the lesson. If I blame them, I don't get the lesson. I want the lesson, so it's not their fault. How did I contribute to this? So I don't do this again. What's my role in this so that I can learn my lesson so that I can move forward and grow? Because when I blame, I don't get to move forward. The last thing to add to that part as well is that if, if you're anxious, sometimes it's not the anxiousness that's bad. The question that's worth considering is, are you allowed to be anxious? Because what commonly a lot of people have made a negative meaning about the word anxiousness or about the sensation of anxiousness, they get anxious about their anxiousness, right? or shamed about their anxiousness. And this is commonly how they may spiral. So are you, are you allowed to be anxious? Recently in, in one of the last sessions I did with one of my clients, and they've been to a couple of our retreats, actually our level one and level two. And they said they finally have the frameworks to be able to understand themselves, that they've got actual tools to be able to move forward both mind and body right it's that kind of leverage that that's a return on investment and i don't say just financial investment time i mean i mean investment investment of time and attention and everything you have access to all these guys you can change your life all the information's out there not just here i don't even care if it's here it doesn't bother me if you come to a retreat or not but this information out there and it's not just anxiousness either it's all of it all of the frustrations, all of the, all of the friction that you're experiencing, it's happening on the inside as much as it is happening on the outside. The difficulty is what are the frameworks that don't allow me to leverage this so I can really make change in my life long term and continue to show up and grow up so that I can be who I am today, not hold on to a younger version of me that was probably a little bit more scared and a little bit more fearful that's stopping this current version of me of really living my life. I'm going to leave you with that. Team, thank you very much for tuning in. If you found this podcast beneficial, it would mean the world to me. If you'd pass it on to someone else that you think would also find it beneficial. If you haven't already, you can grab a copy of my book, Mining Yourself, at our website or anywhere online that sells books. Uh, if you have any questions around the trainings, the retreats, all the notes, are, uh, all the links are in the show notes. Uh, reach out. Otherwise, that's me done. I'm out. Until next time, peace and pizza. I'll see you soon. <laughs>